Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. On his first day in office, Joe Biden signed 15 executive orders undoing the actions of Donald Trump. This shows how uniquely American Biden is, that he's like the employee who comes in for a shift to find the guy he's relieving, Trump, has left early, and Biden is the guy who has to fix all the shit that Trump didn't do. <laughs> Someone suggested that Trump left an upper decker in the White House toilet for Biden. I don't think even Trump could do that, as he's so out of shape he probably would have fished the turd out of the bowl with his hand and put it in the tank himself. Only joking. He likely made Eric do it. <laughs> Biden said Trump left him a generous note, which is tradition for outgoing presidents. By generous, he means Trump left him a voyeuristic photo of Melania. <laughs> for those nervous about how Biden's age would affect his ability to be the president, don't worry. He's at the point in his life where he likely doesn't know how to find the delete button on his email server. For those nervous about what China is going to do to us now that Biden is president, I understand your concern. Just this week, the Chinese restaurant up the road from me 
has already started putting MSG into my food. On January 20th, Don Jr., Ivanka, and Eric were replaced by two dogs and a cat. That's considered an improvement, not only because it cuts down on the charges of nepotism, but also because the dogs and the cat have been trained to not shit on the carpet. One thing the incoming... One thing the incoming Biden team didn't have to do is get rid of the Taco Bell stench as Trump boycotted them when he found out Mexico wouldn't pay for his border wall. Mm-hmm. On his final day in office, Trump issued a pardon for the ex-husband of Fox commentator Janine Pirro. That was considered the worst thing for a president to do on his last day of office since Lincoln said, I wish something would happen to make this play more interesting. Defenders of Ivanka Trump are boycotting Nordstrom's because they're refusing to carry her clothing line and posting videos of them calling in to cancel their accounts on Instagram. That means Ivanka is the upper-class version of Karen. The idiot with the horns and the war paint who stormed the Capitol, known as the QAnon shaman, told his family he would not eat because the prison, where he was, was not feeding him organic food. Fortunately for him, he was given assurances that his cellmate's sperm is organic. Oh, jeez. <laughs> This week, Florida Congressman Matt Gates is flying to Wyoming to get the state's Republican Party to censure Liz Cheney for her vote supporting the impeachment of Trump. No word on whether her father will offer to take him hunting. <laughs> Someone shared an image of Congressman Gates and Jim Jordan and captioned it, Beavis and Butthead. I disagree. They're both butthead. <laughs> to me, Matt Gates looks like every white Ivy League college student accused of sexual assault combined into one person. Matt Gates recently said that Florida is better than New York because, unlike New York, in Florida, they don't need outdoor dining. He forgets that in Florida, everybody dines outside anyway. In addition, they do other activities outside, such as going to the beach, drinking, and fucking each other in a drunken stupor, which, oh. coincidentally, is how Matt Gates was conceived. <laughs> and now, on with the show. Please join me in welcoming Jeff Heisen and Abby Mello. Hey, everybody. Abby, Jeff, what have you been noticing the last couple weeks? Well, I'll tell you the highlight of my week. You touched on it just a second ago. Uh, the dogs moving into the White House. So I follow our floatist, Dr. Jill Biden, on Instagram. And so I lost half of Monday just looking at pictures of Champ and Major moving into the White House. It was delightful. Made my week. Jeff, yourself? Well, I enjoyed the week. And it felt more relaxing until today when I read my favorite newspaper, the New York Times, uh, taking on Joe Biden. It took one week for us to start a fight with us because the Times editorialized that Joe was signing too many executive actions as if there's... uh, as, as if there wasn't enough for, as if he's doing too much to overcome what uh, the previous administration did. So it took a week for me to get uh, my rage back. We love your rageaholic tendencies, Jeff. So we're glad that you went ahead and uh, brought all that in. To it's the good point. I wasn't driving. I'm not sure what the Times expects him to do. There aren't enough hours in the day to, for, uh, for uh, him to be signing <laughs> enough executive actions to overcome what the administration did. And it's not like uh, Congress, was, uh, the Republicans in Congress are going to play ball with him. So sign away, Joe. In his final days, Trump was said to have been reclusive and only speaking to a small group of advisors. Go figure that it took a near violent overthrow of an entire branch of the federal government 
to get him to practice social distancing. In fact, he didn't have much time for socializing anyway. Without his Twitter feed, Trump spent the final days of his presidency searching his belongings for the user manual for his fax machine. Joining us tonight to discuss these and other topics, Michelle Wojcikowski and cartoonist Chelsea Carr. Hey, thanks. Good to be back. Michelle, uh, how have you been? It's been a while since we've had you on. I know. What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) What have you No, I'm 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 doing well. Um I agree with Jeff. I couldn't believe they started automatically bashing Biden. And then I got really mad last week when they were talking about him having a Rolex. I thought, seriously, (laughs) really? It's the tan suit all over again. That's right. And and then they found out it was his son Bose. And I thought, ha, that's all I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Because come on, really? We have to criticize him. Uh, because you know i don't really care i don't care if he's got five rolexes i don't good old american journalism in the 2020s yep yep. chelsea welcome to the show thank you thanks for having me on i'll go ahead and tell the audience i've known you for several years uh i look at your uh cartoons on my local paper all the time i think they're they're very good i see them online uh so i'd like to go ahead and get your uh thoughts on everything you've noticed everything that's been going on um, well, this week, I think the big story is the GameStop stocks. Um, not entirely sure what, you know, how that works, but it, it seems like some billionaires lost a few billions and then some average Joes maybe got a couple thousand dollars out of it. So, well, they were, from what I understand, they were Reddit users. They were pumping each other's, they, they were pumping up GameStop stocks and then they were, they were buying the shares before they pumped them up. So they're practically millionaires now. And mm-hmm. because they're Reddit users, they still won't get laid. <laughs> you guys, can I tell you how excited I am that for the first time in my whole life. So you have to understand my dad is like, an, he subscribes to the Wall Street Journal, The Economist. So for the first time in my whole life, I got to text my dad and explain a stock market thing to him today. <laughs> I was like, Look, you have to understand there's a place on the internet. It's called Reddit. Let's start there. See, I'm in the habit of pissing off people a lot on uh, on No. Really? (laughs) That's not the job I know. Well, I I get a lot of angry tweets as a result of some of the stuff I post. What? And I find... What? (laughs) And I find... (laughs) I find that you know, video game people are fun to piss off because the worst thing that they do is go ahead and send the little uh, GIF images, the animated images of Mario and Luigi giving me the finger. <laughs> Until they get their friends, the hackers, to uh, <laughs> to contact you. Oh, I didn't say that. Knockwood. That would be. If a- you get hacked, I would feel really bad now. <laughs> <laughs> Just me wishing everybody well and talking about how pleasant life is. That's how you know I've been hacked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'll, I'll use the Marjorie Taylor Greene excuse. Oh, someone was just using my account. Like who, I, I, can, I can understand like if you're in Congress, other people, like you have staffers who post things, but this is when she was just like a nut, a nobody. And people were using her account. Like I, a lot of comics I know myself included are somewhat like semi-famous, we'd never let anybody use our social media accounts. 
Like I would never let another comic use my social media. Because if a comic takes hold of another social uh, of another comic social media account, like the only damage they're really ever going to do is they're going to go on their social media feed and post. I love cock like that being comics. That's the worst that could happen. Now, in the interest of accuracy, you said past tense on Marjorie Taylor Greene being a nut. You said was. No, no. Was and is. She was a nobody who was a nut. Now she is somebody and she's still mm-hmm. a nut. This week, Twitter cracked down on uh, Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow. Uh, he was posting, he kept posting too much um, all the election fraud stuff, which Twitter keeps saying, you know, it's not true. It didn't happen. There was no election fraud. So they silenced his account. So Twitter being Twitter decided to go ahead and, and take to the official MyPillow Twitter account. I have some of those tweets right here. So I'll go ahead and share those. This one I like. Do the sheets come with eye holes pre-cut or do I have to do it myself? (laughs) (laughs) It's a perfectly legitimate question. There's another one. Uh, Does the promo code Trump's fuck buddy still work? (laughs) No, because it doesn't have a little number at the end of it. Uh, Then there's this one. Thoughts and prayers shit bag. (laughs) Simple and to the point. And of course, this one's my favorite because they put a lot of thought into it. The secret ingredient in my pillow is cat dicks. Mike goes out hunting stray cats and brings them back to the factory for dick removal. The duvet covers are made from the pelts of the castrated stray cats. Now, to be fair, Twitter didn't put the little, uh, this hasn't been verified or this isn't true notification. So I guess we can presume that's true. (laughs) I was very relieved this week, uh, Tom, because uh, Bed Bath & Beyond said that they were going to remove those products from their store. And I have a Bed Bath & Beyond joke (laughs) in my act. And I was going to have to remove it uh, because I didn't want to reference uh, a company that was doing business with him. But uh, fortunately, they uh, they saved the day. Uh, They they get the honor of staying in my act after removing uh, those products. The way Trump left the White House made me wish he had done so differently simply by dying the weekend before the inauguration, none other than Martin Luther King's birthday. Everybody wins. Mike Pence would have become president only briefly and screw up the Biden 46 merchandise. Trump would be dead, making African-Americans happy. And Trump would have committed his biggest act of racism ever. I'll be surprised if Trump's hair holds up under humidity once he leaves the presidency. Not in Florida. Hell. Although I've been to Florida. The two aren't mutually exclusive. Here's Trump in two different videos, giving his farewell to the American public. This week, we inaugurate a new administration and pray for its success in keeping America safe and prosperous. We extend our best wishes, and we also want them to have luck, a very important word. We have such good and have had such good job numbers. The job numbers have been absolutely incredible. When we started, had we not been hit by the pandemic, uh, we would have had uh, numbers that would never have been seen. Already, our numbers are the best ever. If you look at what happened until February a year ago, 
Our numbers were at a level that nobody had ever seen before. And even now, we really built it twice. We got hit. Nobody blames us for that. The whole world got hit. And then we built it again. And now the stock market is actually substantially higher than it was at its higher point prior to the pandemic. So it's uh, really, you could say, we built it twice. And uh, you're going to see... You're going to see incredible numbers start coming in if everything is sort of left alone. Be careful. Very complex. Be careful. But you're going to see some incredible things happening. And uh, remember us when you see these things happening, if you would. Remember us because uh, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at elements of our economy that are set to be a rocket ship up. It's a rocket ship up. So. Have a good life. We will see you soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. What is he talking about? What is he talking about? I never see Trump. I never watch him. And I only see him when I come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so nice to have a president who can speak in complete sentences and make rational sense. Mm-hmm. It took me a while to try and figure out what he meant by like a rocket ship going up. And then I thought to myself, oh, he's he's probably referencing the Challenger. Oh my God. <laughs> I just, as I, again, uh, like Michelle, I never hear him or watch him or listen, you know, to his words. Uh, so I, it dawned on me though, halfway through that, the one thing that his like weird stream of consciousness and word choice would be good for is a recommendation letter. Like, if I could Mad Libs in, like, students' names, they're the greatest, they're going to rocket ship to the, they're going to be the highest, the highest performers. Like, I I think it would actually be really useful in that one situation of a recommendation letter. His career is a rocket ship up. (laughs) It also struck me when he said, in that first speech, when he said, like, luck, a very important word. Yeah. Again, I didn't understand what he meant by that. And then I thought to myself, oh, like his speech writers probably wrote that in there, like a very important word, as in you should say this. And Trump being Trump probably just went ahead, incorporated that into his teleprompter and read the damn thing. It was underlined or bolded or on the way on the way to the stage, they said emphasize luck. And that's how he did it. It's a very important word. And then I saw Melania's speech, her farewell speech that she gave. And I'll be honest, when I thought, when I saw that, I thought to myself, wow, Hope Hicks has really nailed that accent. (laughs) (laughs) Can we just agree that the only reason Hope Hicks is still involved in Trump world is because she's basically auditioning to be Mrs. Trump number four? (laughs) Despite the divisiveness surrounding the inauguration, There are Americans willing to process what's going on, even if it is mentally painful for themselves and those of us who have to listen to them, as is demonstrated in this C-SPAN open phone segment. I I worry about my taxes. To me, I think they're a little bit high, but I'm sure that that President uh, Obama will, I mean... (laughs) Uh, Biden, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> we know what you meant, Diana. President Biden. Yes. But anyways, 
Um, yes, thank you so much. Good morning. I wanted to talk to you about uh, the Buy American. Okay. Uh, Biden's uh, kind of saying a lot of the same stuff Trump said. The only thing is that uh, Biden is going to jack up taxes so high on industry. Our products are going to cost so much overseas that they won't have to have a tariff. They won't have to have nothing. Our companies just won't be able to compete. So that's the way he's saying buy American because uh, America can't compete when our taxes is so much higher than the rest of the world. And another thing, uh, if he closes down the Keystone Pipeline, he's done killed 11,000 jobs. So there's so much about him that he don't have to say. Uh, he, hadn't, he hadn't got along with none of the... Uh, everything he's doing is uh, by presidential fiat. He's just uh, not doing anything with the other parties. So, uh, you know, it's just a scam, just like his son when he was... Uh, working in China. You don't think that's going to go away, I hope. Okay. Well, Orlando, the president tweeted out last night. Whatever those callers are on at their age, I want that. (laughs) When I'm at that age, and if I haven't been detained by uh, President Marjorie Taylor Greene in a re-education camp, even if I'm in that camp, I want to be drugged up to my tits on whatever they're on just so I can have no grasp of reality. I'm That's funny, <laughs> I got nothing. I, I just, <laughs> I just, I can't even. I mean, taxes were going to go up anyway to pay for all the money that, that, that when Trump cut the taxes for the rich. Ugh. Ugh. What's going on in the host's mind when the caller is rambling like that? I think she's thinking to keep a straight face. I think she's thinking, I wish I was on a real news channel. (laughs) It was like, I want to be interviewing like actual politicians, not just the dregs of society. I I think she was thinking, when can I retire? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mad respect to anybody who works these phone in programs, because I mean, you just have to, I mean, it's it's like customer service in a way. I mean, if you say what you really want to say to them, then then you get fired. Does C-SPAN screen their calls? I, they they do because years ago the calls went out live. I don't think there was a tape delay, and there was one caller who called in. They said, "Hello, you're on the air." Oh, uh, hi, am I on the air? Uh, yes, you're on the <laughs> air. And the guy just said, "Fuck." <laughs> and then hung up like that's all he, that's all he wanted to say of course not everyone took joe biden's inauguration in stride take a listen to this trump supporter's despair as she feels her entire world is ending <laughs> president trump if you see this please save us <laughs> i don't even see our american flag anymore Biden's talking with some kind of crazy flag. (laughs) This is America. This is our land. Please, President Trump. Please, please. I hope you have a plan. God, please save us. Save us from the devil, please. (laughs) 
<laughs> Yo, I'm down to heaven. Panic attack. <laughs> this is our country. Our country. This is awful. God, please save us. Please. The last time I saw anyone react like that, I was in McDonald's and the, uh, and the person behind the counter told them that they stopped serving breakfast. I thought that was the theme song to this show. <laughs> it may very well be. I'll have to see if I can go ahead and pay royalties just to have that. I could do like a remix of that with the current theme song. But the you know, leave Britney alone guy is a trumper. <laughs> you know, to be fair though, I did have the same reaction when the Orioles sent Manny Machado to the Dodgers. So I can I can relate. But and here's the thing. I'm a little bit conflicted with that video because I want to laugh, but you know, I feel bad because she's the kind of person who gets suckered into believing anything, like believing that menthol and light cigarettes and, and diet soda are good for you. So, I mean, I, I really feel bad, but, you know, at the same time, like that's, that's a group of people who are out there. They feel their, their voice needs to be heard, even though it's just absolutely batshit crazy. Chelsea, have you come across anybody like that? Oh, my cousin, my cousin and my aunt and my uncle are QAnon people. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they Please, are... God, save Chelsea <laughs> from her family! <laughs> they already blocked me, so it's fine. <laughs> it took a half hour to get to this? <laughs> there goes the rest of the show, Tom. <laughs> Oh, but they, um, I mean, they're all on parlor now and I'm, they've blocked me on Facebook and, um, it's just, it's, they're in a completely different world from reality. Is parlor back or because I thought it was, uh, I thought it was gone now. I yeah, it's it back around, but you can't get on it. Like if you didn't already download it, then you're out of luck. So I don't think new people can come to it. Oh, darn. Yeah. So if it is around, I can't imagine it would be around much longer. It's basically it's basically like Maryland's unemployment application website. Are these your these are your cousins? Yes. Tom, the guest from a few weeks ago whose mother uh, uh, we talked about, does, does does his mother know Chelsea's cousins? If the community is that small, probably. <laughs> I think I heard that. Wasn't he from uh, Baltimore? Yeah, I think she lives. My cousins did move to Florida, where they belong. So where they belong. <laughs> so Chelsea, can you blame marriage for this? Like, was the is the influencing party someone who married into your family, or do you think that? Oh, they were always that. They were in um a, an actual cult at one point like an actual like when when we were all kids the, the we do another podcast well, in another one. Talk yeah. about family. one yes <laughs> what cult was it if you don't mind me asking i don't want you to out anybody but i'm very i i know a lot about cults i don't i don't remember it was a religious one Baltimore, um yeah. in the baltimore area in like the late 80s um but i don't know the name of it because I was, you know, I was a kid at the time, but I, you know, remember my parents being like, oh, you know, they say some crazy things sometimes because they're in a cult. So <laughs> well, at least they let them see you because, I mean, you know, the most extreme ones, 
there's no contact with outsiders so right yeah but i mean i did like i said they did block me so i guess i guess lucky <laughs> winning <laughs> <laughs> and on that note that's our show i want to thank jeff heisen abby Mello, michelle wojcikowski and chelsea carr but before we go my final thought Recently, a woman was fired from her job at Taco Bell when it was discovered she had appeared in some adult videos that ended up on Pornhub. How galling to complain that the woman squirting the processed ground beef out of a tube just so you can enjoy a quesarito was seen in a video taking multiple cocks in her ass at once. By wearing a censored mask on the House floor, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene is like that right-wing comic who goes after SJWs who tell woke jokes and always brags about how she owns the libs and is able to get on multiple social media platforms and several comedians' podcasts to talk about how she's being censored. If comics like that were actually good, then they would grasp the concept of irony. <laughs> it just shows conservatives are not great comedy writers or judges. Their idea of comedy is someone going on their local Elks Lodge and going, you know what I don't get? Self-service checkouts or Muslims. <laughs> there is hope for out-of-work stage performers, though. Since Broadway went dark because of the pandemic, the casting directors of Law & Order SVU have been hiring out-of-work Broadway actors as guest stars. I think they should hire out-of-work comedians to play rapists, as for most male stand-ups, it's considered method acting. It seems futile arguing with people who believe in their heart of hearts that celebrities cavort in an underground society, kill babies and drink their blood. As someone in the entertainment industry, I can attest that I've never done that. I mean, it goes on, but I've only just witnessed it. <laughs> in fact, the idea of a pedophile ring in the entertainment world is not that far-fetched when you realize that in Shakespeare's time, women were not allowed to perform, so all the women's roles were played by prepubescent boys a rationalization Kevin Spacey tried to use unsuccessfully several hundred years later. It makes me wonder, though, why are we saving the COVID vaccines for the elderly? Aren't they the ones that process, believe, and spread racist and QAnon conspiracy theories and misinformation? Don't vaccinate them. If anything, they're the generation with the ideas that have been toxic to this country for years. Let them gradually die off the way I want them to process things they see on social media. Oh my god. <laughs> Quietly. Good night. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen and Abby Mello and guests Michelle Wojcikowski and Chelsea Carr. Theme music by your own Vandenhurek. Executive producer Tom Myers. Executive producer for IPM Nation, Matt Connerton. For more information, visit tommyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Oddly Funny Productions. 
That's A-W-D-L-Y, Funny Production. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, Funny Productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.